0: I'm reading from the King James Version today, and we're picking up in our scripture from last Sunday. We begin uh, in the New Testament, Mark, and it is the first chapter of Mark, beginning at verse 39. And he preached in their synagogues throughout all Galilee, and cast out devils. And there came a leper to him, beseeching him and kneeling down to him, and saying unto him, If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus moved with compassion, put forth his hand, and touched him, and saith unto him, I will, be thou clean. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him, and he was cleansed. And he straightly charged him, and forthwith, "'sent him away, and he saith unto him, "'See thou say nothing to any man, but go thy way, "'shew thyself to the priest, "'and offer for thy cleansing those things "'which Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. "'But he went out and began to publish it much, "'and to blaze abroad the matter, "'insomuch that Jesus could no more openly "'enter into the city, but was without in desert places, and they came to him from every quarter. And again he entered into Capernaum. For some days, and it was noised that he was in the house, and straightway many were gathered together, insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door, and he preached the word unto them. And they came unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. For Jesus saw their faith. He said, "'Unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee.' "'But there was certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, "'Why doth this man thus speak blasphemies? "'Who can forgive sins but God only?' "'And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit "'that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, "'Why reason ye these things in your hearts?' Whether is it easier to say to the sick of the palsy, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise, and take up thy bed, and walk. But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins, he saith to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, Arise, and take up thy bed, go thy way into thy house. And immediately he arose, took up the bed, and went forth before him all all before them all, insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, "We never saw it on this fashion." And he went forth again by the seaside, and all the multitude resorted unto him, and he taught them, and as he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus setting at the receipt of custom, and saith unto him, Follow me. And he arose and followed him. And it came to pass that as Jesus sat at meat in his house, many publicans and sinners sat also together with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many, and they followed him. And when the scribes and Pharisees saw him eat with publicans and sinners, they said unto his disciples, How is it that he eateth and drinketh with publicans and sinners? When Jesus heard it, he saith unto them, They that are whole have no need of the physician, but they that are sick, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. The word of God, the people of God.
1: The creation that God has made really is truly beautiful. From the colors of the trees and the fall to a baby's first laugh, there really is beauty in the world. But it is broken beauty. Let me draw a mental picture for you for a moment. You are sitting at home and watching television, minding your own business, When one of those depressing commercials comes on, you know the one that I'm talking about, it's either it's puppies looking at you sadly as someone tells you how they have been discarded like trash, or it's a starving child crying, wondering where it will get its next meal, if it will get its next meal. None of us really like those commercials, but they work. My wife and I are proof of that. Some years ago, when we were at a Christian concert, uh, we decided to sponsor a child through Feed the Children. We don't like these ads and these commercials because they remind us of the brokenness in the creation. It's not that we have any ill will at all towards the animals or children that we see depicted there. If anything, we, our hearts break for them. We don't like seeing it because we don't like this painful reminder. It is frankly painful and hard to deal with. What do you do when you are confronted with such insurmountable hardship? One of the sub-themes that we get in the Gospel of Mark that goes along with the major theme of Jesus confronting the dark powers and that the cross is the ultimate realization of that confrontation, is that one of the ways that Jesus manifests His authority over the powers and principalities is mending the brokenness that He encounters in the creation. And so what we have here in the last part of the first chapter of Mark and the first half of the second chapter of Mark <clears throat> is essentially a number of encounters, three of them at least, actually three that we're given details on, but it's alluded that there are many more because it says that Jesus cast many devils out of many people. But then we get three specific Detailed encounters that Jesus has with real brokenness in our world. And they're all similar and yet different at the same time. The first encounter with brokenness that we get details on here is Jesus' encounter with a leper. There are some Bible scholars that have come to the consensus, and this is not a universal consensus, but some that have come to a consensus that say that the leprosy referred to in scriptures is a different leprosy from what we see as the disease of leprosy today. I don't know whether that's true or not. But what we do know is that whatever disease it was that was referred to as leprosy in Jesus' time, that disease was considered to be in direct correlation with a person's sinfulness and uncleanliness. In other words, the idea was somebody did something or came in contact with with something that caused them to end up in this state. You have to remember, too, that in the Old Testament law, there were many things that were considered to be, in quotes, unclean if you came into contact with them. From various animals to bodily fluids and to the dead. All of these things were considered Things that if you came into contact with them would make one unclean. And I believe the idea was was that if you did not do what was required in the law after coming into contact with uncleanness because if you really want to go into reading some some uh, Old Testament law it gives prescriptions for what to do when you come in contact with uncleanness or rituals that are to be performed and a period of time that you wait before you're declared clean again. But if a person didn't do what was required of them, it was believed that that is what could lead to someone becoming a leper. Now we know that if you come into contact with someone that has the skin disease of leprosy, you can contract it. So there is some logic to this, but tied into all of this was this sense that only someone who had become ritually unclean and sinful could become a leper. So you have to understand when you read the encounter of Jesus with the leper, it's not just that the man is sick. It's that he is considered unclean and sinful to the point that no one will come in contact with him. A leper in those days when they walked through town were required to ring a bell And they had to make an announcement as they walked through a populated area, they had to declare unclean, unclean about themselves. And so not only was it a debilitating disease, but it was also social ostracization. You were cut off from other people because you were considered unclean. So that's the first encounter with brokenness that we have in these passages. The next encounter is similar and yet different. So in the case of a leper, if you came into contact with a leper, you were then unclean and you had to go through a program of ritual cleansing. But the next encounter with brokenness that Jesus has is with a man that is crippled. Now, this man that is crippled is also considered to some degree to be unclean. But more accurately, the assumption was was that this man became crippled either because some sin that he had committed or there's a high likelihood that people would have said that it was the sin of his parents. So again, there's this tie-in with sin that is considered to be the root cause of the problem. Now, one could come into some contact with someone who was crippled and not be declared unclean, but someone who was crippled was considered to be either a sinner or the child of sinners or born out of sin, depending on how you want to look at it. And they too would experience some ostracism. Mainly in the sense that they would not necessarily get a lot of pity from the religious authorities. Religious authorities would say, well, either you or your parents did something for you to end up that way. So, you know, it's on you. And then the third example of brokenness is relational brokenness. We get this encounter with the tax collector, Matthew, who we all know becomes one of Jesus' twelve disciples. Matthew is considered a sinner and persona non grata, someone that is not wanted around, not because he's unclean, but because of his social um, interactions and those that he associates with. Because to be a tax collector, although Matthew was a Jew, he was working with the Roman authorities. The Roman authorities were Gentiles. They were also quite brutal. And anyone of the Jewish community that went over to work for the Romans was considered to be wicked. They were someone that was seen as selling out their people to the man. And so although Matthew is not considered unclean in the same sense as the leper, and he's not seen as getting some kind of punishment upon him as the crippled man is, he was considered someone that the religious elites didn't want to have anything to do with because he was declared a sinner because of his social relationships and because of his employment. All three of these people, the leper, the cripple, and Matthew, were seen by the religious establishment as undesirables. They were not fit to receive grace. They were considered to be hopeless situations. Now, I've already talked about what I call the sob commercials, but we don't have to go as far as the television to see those kinds of sad, broken situations. Maybe it is someone that you gave food to at a, uh, at a dinner. Maybe it's a child at the school that you have worked at that had bruises that indicate things are not good at home. It might be the town drunk that everyone tries so hard to avoid. We still see the brokenness in our world, and we also still declare some clean and others as unclean, either justifiably or unjustifiably. We all know someone that in our hearts and minds, then we say that they will never change, that they are hopeless. Now, there was one thing that the religious authorities were right on, and that is all of these examples of brokenness, in some sense, are the result of sin, but not in the way that they were thinking. You see, the reason why the world is broken at all is because sin is in the world. People do cruel things, There is evil in our world. And as a result of that brokenness, there is a decay that has entered into the creation. But on that note, it it is not necessarily a direct correlation saying that the leper had leprosy because of his sin. He had leprosy because sin existed in the world. The man was crippled not necessarily because of his parents' sin, but because all of us have sin in us. And the tax collector Matthew was considered someone that was undesirable, not because he had this relationship with the Romans, but because we all have this tendency to say, you're an okay person, you're not an okay person, I'll associate with you, I won't associate with you. It is the fact that sin exists in our world that we have these examples of brokenness. One of the things that's interesting is when Jesus encounters that which is considered unclean, Normally, by Jewish law, anyone that came into contact with one that was unclean was then themselves considered unclean. But Jesus comes into contact with a leper. And what's interesting is that rather than Jesus becoming unclean, those who were unclean become clean because of their contact with Jesus. If sin and uncleanliness is something that gets passed on from person to person, then Jesus has the contagious cleanliness that whoever comes into contact with Jesus and willingly receives him becomes clean. The leper has his leprosy removed because he comes in faith to Jesus. The cripple is made to walk again Because Jesus says to him, first, he says, your sins are forgiven. And everybody gets all worked up because they say only God can forgive sins. And Jesus says, well, guess what? I'm going to prove that I have the authority to forgive sins by making this man be able to walk again. Again, he's addressing the connection that they have in their mind. They believe that this man can't walk because of sin. Jesus is going to make him walk. But first he forgives his sin so that they understand that Jesus does have the authority to forgive sin. That's what the point is here. It's not necessarily that the man is crippled because of his sin, but Jesus is showing that he has the authority to forgive sin by making this man walk. And then a tax collector who is considered unwelcome and unwanted by all of those in his community is welcomed home by Jesus because Jesus says that the son of man came to save sinners and essentially what we need to understand is that Jesus is saying every single one of us is a sinner he came for us that we might be made whole As I said, the scribes questioned Jesus on his authority to forgive sin, and he affirmed that authority to forgive sin by not only forgiving a man's sins, but by also making him whole again. And that is an idea that Mark is going to throw at us repeatedly, that Jesus came to not just pardon us. It's not just about forgiving our sin, although, yes, we do get forgiveness of sin from Jesus. But he also came to start the process of undoing the result of sin. All of the brokenness that is in the world, he began to undo it. All of the uncleanness, all of the brokenness that we see in our world is a stark reminder that the world is not as it should be. But Jesus, as God incarnate, has the ability to make people into new creations mending relationships, making the unclean clean and the broken whole again. The forgiveness of sin and this fixing of the world are part and parcel of the work that Jesus will do on the cross. As we look at our world and empathize with those who are hurting, or as we go through hurt and brokenness ourselves, realize and speak the truth of the cross to the brokenness. Jesus came to mend the creation, and he has given us the great work of telling the world that there is a new king in the world, one that seeks to take their deepest hurt and make them new again, if they will only believe. Amen.